So here, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, nine days. Nine days until we can eat candy corn. It's not a bird, it's not a plane, it's superhero slate. It's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great. Like movies, TV, superheroes. It's superhero slate. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name is Mike Royer. And this week, the CW is pulling in the DC show properties from everywhere and pretty much all time. <laughs> this is a fun developing story. I feel like there's a little addition every every month, so yeah, looking it, forward to this. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, and there's a solo spinoff series that could be in the works. <laughs> so out of con, oh, okay, solo spinoff. Out of context, people might not know you're talking about Star Wars here because if yeah. they're not looking in our show notes and they see the S capitalized in Solo, they oh, might yeah. just think like, Chris, this is Hollywood. There's a- always a solo spinoff series. A in the Han works. solo spinoff. Series. There we go. A uh, little, little less vague. Uh, Marvel reveals a trailer for the Infinity Saga, mm-hmm. and more. And more. But the most important news is we are nine days away, Chris, oh, from Jesus. the candy corn countdown. Ever since we went on that little rant about candy corn like two weeks ago, now I can't like not look at it in the grocery store. And I'm just like, oh, I really want this candy corn. But I kept telling all these people that I was going to wait until October 1st to eat it. So we're nine days away until we can officially eat candy corn. So if anybody out there is holding strong to the idea that candy corn season is a rigid time, uh, you know, we got nine days. Well, I have found out, Mike, uh, in, in my quick searches here before the show, that you can get green <laughs> apple candy corn, uh, with, which comes in a, a, a kind of a greenish, reddish, orangish color, maybe a little white in there. But uh, what you can do with that is actually take that to see the Joker the first week of October, Mike, because <laughs> I told you you're going to have to. And uh, what, what better way than eating green and red candy corn than to, to get you hyped for the Joker? Man. I think throwing candy corn in movie theater popcorn would actually be really delicious because uh, you like saltiness just goes really well with candy corn. So yeah, I know you're, you're you're having some jests here, but I think that's a really good idea, Chris. Do you do you want the butter from the popcorn that you've added to get all over the candy corn, or you just leave it yeah. as is, dry as candy? Yeah, sure. I mean, Chris. I mean, come on. I'm, I'm already putting like candy anyway in my popcorn. Usually it's chocolate, so nothing's stopping me from making the popcorn I get to the movie theater more unhealthy so um candy corn season let me know people out there uh if you're putting that stuff in your popcorn your candy in your corn so candy and corn popcorn candy corn mm-hmm. popcorn. man this is getting deep i can't <laughs> i can't do this um so other than that mike i mean i was gonna say i haven't done my wife's been sick since like wednesday so you know when when you're when you're a significant other sick that kind of puts your plans on hold for a few days mm-hmm. while you take care of that. Um, but have you ever seen the show Letterkenny? Oh, Chris, I love Letterkenny. I've seen every single episode that's available to the U S. Um, I think there still might be some across the border in Canada. I think it's become a Hulu exclusive starting with their newest season this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think they're all on there now. Um, Mm -hmm. but I, everyone's told me to watch it. And if enough people tell me to watch it, I'm not going to, because (laughs) I'm like, the hype is over, overbearing. Mm -hmm. I can't can't stand this. So 
Um, I we've started watching Letterkenny, and I haven't laughed this hard at a television show in a <laughs> long time. Uh, it's really funny. It has this great combination of being from like a quote unquote foreign land. So, you know, they have all of these different kind of euphemisms that might be real, might be fake. I don't know. I'm not from Canada. So it just kind of it's peppered with this a little bit of originality of cultural significance. And then it's just like really weird, just funny stuff. Right. And I I like coming from a small farming town in southern Indiana. I definitely appreciate Mm -hmm. the hillbilliness of this uh, (laughs) by, by a long shot. So I think I think it's funny and. I uh, I just had to share that you know I'm st- finally started this show and uh, we're there's six episode seasons it's it's very very yeah. digestible so uh, we've been pounding our way well, through that this week I'm just glad you finally figured it out yeah yeah well, both better better <laughs> Mike uh, what do you do this weekend uh, well I was uh, drawing a web comic for the majority of my weekend um, it's impossible for me to watch like genre movies and not just think of a million different ways I can just turn it into a joke uh, so we were watching the first Harry Potter movie the other day because um, I was in a, uh, a night drawing class uh, earlier this week and we uh, were learning to draw like folds and fabric and it's extremely difficult uh, but you know there's usually like background music in the classroom so uh the instructor put on the uh the soundtrack for the first harry potter movie and like man uh, put uh, take all of your opinions uh, out when it comes to harry potter and if you just concentrate on the music it's it's astonishing it's really amazing it's the first time i had ever listened to it detached from the movie and it's just it, it beautiful i mean it, of, of course it's a john williams score so it's gonna be amazing no matter what but man it just really brings the whole wizarding world to life so i was like all right we gotta watch the first harry potter movie this weekend so we watched that on friday night and uh you know i was just looking at carrie's stack of gold in his vault and i was just like if you give a child that that gold he is not gonna understand he's not gonna understand how much one piece of gold is worth you know it's like going to a foreign country is already difficult enough but now you're dealing in like gold like hard pieces of currency like he's just gonna be over overpaying for everything so if you check out my webcomic you'll might you'll you'll see my in-depth analysis of that scene <laughs> well and also like you said he came from under the stairs like he came from pretty much the lowest level of poverty possible to mm-hmm. having like one of the most amounts of money in the world so yeah um, and, it, and it makes you wonder if there's any crossover like is it magical gold where like the gold the currency itself has any magical properties to it or is it just like you know muggle gold but you know just wizards prefer using that type of earth metal because like to harry like how does this like translate is like one gold coin worth like one chocolate frog in the wizarding world but if he took that gold coin you know just to like london proper he could like you know buy a flat you know with it like you know what's the what's the dis- despair the discrepancy there between the gold so i had lots of questions but but uh, we were watching Harry Potter this weekend. And then when I'm drawing, I often like, you know, just to have some simple background um, uh, audio and visuals. So I was like, what's, what's just a good movie that I can just kind of like throw in the background? Um, so I went on your Plex server, sir. Thank you very much. And I watched Ted 2, which I'd never seen. Um, I saw the first Ted. It was pretty funny. Uh-huh. I had very low expectations for the sequel, which worked out well for me because there's still some pretty funny jokes in there. Uh, there's kind of like this weird lull in the middle of the film where there's like where they're trying to like do like a civil rights battle for like the existence of Ted, which kind of brings the movie down a little bit. But uh, but then you know a bunch of like semen falls on um, 
oh, what's his name? Uh, not Paul Walker. Um, his uh, his actor. Um, huh? Mark Wahlberg. Uh, Mark Wahlberg. That's what it is. <laughs> Bunch of semen falls on Mark Wahlberg, and then I laugh again. So, uh, Ted Two. Uh, recommendation if you just need something to throw on the back of your screen then chris i was gonna uh let you know uh Uh i think i brought up the first season or the first part or the first collection whatever you want to call it of john favreau's chef show on this podcast a few weeks ago because like i think in episode two he sits down with like literally all of like the top tier avengers and then they all sit down they're having a conversation while they're eating dinner um and, and in collection two he goes up to skywalker ranch and he like goes through like their like organic farmland and they're like picking food and they're making uh they're like making dinner with the um the creative lead of the clone wars i don't remember his name exactly oh, oh yeah you got me he's got the cowboy uh, hat on yeah he yeah he had a cowboy hat on during the whole segment so i mean nothing really newsworthy to pull out of there but he you know he, he was in the middle of production on the latest season of Clone Wars, and he was just like, "Oh yeah, literally after I eat this meal, I'm going to go write the ending for the season." So, uh, and then they made a joke of, "Oh, if you see any characters eating any sort of like peaches because they were cooking with peaches, you know where he got that idea from." So it was kind of fun. And then like John Favreau was, you know, he knew the guy pretty well because uh, Favreau went up to Skywalker Ranch to uh, mix Iron Man at their soundstage and stuff. So he had a lot of experience up there with their kitchens and uh it was pretty cool so uh there's definitely some nerdy stuff um there's an episode where there's a one-off line where uh they're talking about like pigs and john favreau just very casually mentions oh like the pigs in minecraft and if i had to pull like a whole rumor out of that i'm just like i bet at one point in time john favreau was attached to like a minecraft Hollywood property because I can't um, I can't imagine like John Favreau knowing enough about Minecraft to like be able to relate to the pigs in the game without have to actually having to investigate the game the video game in some way so I'm sure he has kids that probably play Minecraft so maybe he gets it from that but the Hollywood uh, investigative side of me thinks John Favreau rumor making a Minecraft movie well I mean do you think isn't someone else already doing that that's what I thought too, and then in the back of my mind, I was like, "Did they already make the Minecraft movie?" And I just never saw it. Like, I've I felt like maybe it was like a direct to console movie or something. Like maybe it came to Xbox exclusive, and I just never watched it because they they were making like little shorts or something, right? There was already like, I feel like there was already something going on with Minecraft when it came came to storytelling and not gameplay. Yeah, I maybe could... it was tell telltale games maybe i don't know yeah but that's still a video game yeah there's a bunch out there that kind of stuff like i mean who who knows and we're going to talk about a movie based on a little little characters later in the show notes today so uh i mean he could do that i think we're also going to talk talk about a future john favreau property today as well mike you've hit on two very very solid points without even reading the notes i bet (laughs) well it's a great segue no it is a great segue well first and foremost i want to say yesterday was batman day batman's not his birthday, maybe, but like the 80th anniversary of Batman. It's just uh, one of those millions of anniversaries for Batman. There's like Batman Day, Batman's anniversary, Batman's birthday. It's like Batman's it's, first comic book published. It, it's like the third Saturday uh, of like every uh, September, so kinda, <laughs> I guess it floats. Um, mm. But it was his 80th anniversary this weekend, um, and, and the thing I saw the most was in Fortnite they put in Batman skins that you can buy. Uh, much like the Marvel ones they did earlier in the year, but they have the Dark Knight, uh, uh, the Dark Knight skin uh, from the Christian Bale. If you want, if you want to buy that, 
Um, and then we got Catwoman and stuff like that. But uh, super fan Jim shared with us on Twitter a the animated series, Batman the Animated Series intro redone in the Arkham game style. <laughs> It was weird. It was cool, but also hilarious at the same time because it's it's interesting to see video game engines like repurposed for you know for people to make cinematics. I mean, that's the entirety of like Red versus Blue at Rooster Teeth. But at the same time, the uh, the angles don't exactly translate very well to that Batman model. There's just like a straight on shot of just like Batman from the Arkham game, and he just kind of looks like a doofus. Because I don't know if it's just because he's not shrouded in darkness or he's not throwing a punch, but I was just like kind of giggling. So. Well- it was it was fun though. Well, the thing about that game is you never actually see Batman because you're playing it like from uh, behind him. I fi- I figured I was like this cannot I was like this cannot be the normal face you see throughout the game. It just looks too goofy. <laughs> yeah, normally sometimes you're over his shoulder doing stuff or, or working in the what the X-ray mode that's in there. So mm-hmm. uh, definitely, um, it can throw you for a loop. But I mean, I think it was pretty pretty well done for what for what it's worth um, yeah. I, I saw some out I saw some outlets on Twitter yesterday just sharing like Batman stuff in general and someone shared a, a, a shot a panel from a comic book where Jimmy Olsen somehow found his way inside of a Batmobile it looked like a somewhat recent comic with I would say maybe within the last like five or ten years and like I don't, he, somehow Jimmy Olsen comes to Gotham and finds his way inside of the Batmobile, and he's like driving it around, and there's like a bunch of snacks that are bouncing around inside of the car. And I was like, I want to know where this is from. I want to read this issue. That sounds hilarious. So uh, look out for uh, Jimmy Olsen in Gotham. It was like, uh, don't be like Jimmy. Celebrate Batman Day responsibly. So um, I, I guess uh, take a look out for that crossover. Uh, is is like a Ferris Bueller kind of thing, like Jimmy Olsen's Day Off or something like that. <laughs> Maybe that would be pretty funny. I love comics like that. I love comics that just kind of like, uh, it's almost like a what if, basically. What if Jimmy Olsen went to Gotham? Well, at the end of it, he had Superman hold up the back end and he just put it in reverse to re- remove the miles off the Batmobile that he had on there. <laughs> um, I love that idea. So yeah, I'm really disappointed. I didn't see more Batman '66 uh, stuff floating around. The the old. Um, mm-hmm. Adam West, Burt Ward stuff because I think those those things are so goofy now to look at um, that I wish I, there had more memes and stuff out of that come out from yesterday. But yeah, we'll take what we can get. We take what we well, can get. It was a light meme weekend, Chris. Everybody was at Area Fifty One. They're is recovering. True. They're recovering from their raid, so not as many nerds on the internet posted memes for you. Yeah, yeah. Area. I saw one post today about that. It's like some, a man with dyslexia, dyslexia accidentally goes to Area Fifteen. And the government's <laughs> like they feel sorry, like the the people that like, we feel sorry for them, so we're not going to press charges. So. <laughs> I have this, I have this idea. Like you know how people ask, like, oh, do you want the ability to fly or do you want the ability to be invisible? Then usually they judge you based on what you picked. Um, I feel like if I had the power of invisibility, the first thing I would want to do is go to Area 51 just to check it out, like at my leisure. I can finally see what all this stuff is. But then, knowing Area 51, they probably have the technology to capture me and detect me. Because if they got aliens up in there, they're totally catching invisible people. And then they probably just end up throwing you in the, in a cell with dozens of other invisible people. And they're just like, oh yeah, we all had the same idea. So if you're invisible, just be a little careful if you get to Area 51 because you might not be the first invisible person to have that idea. 
Yeah, exactly. There's multiple <laughs> invisible people out there. That's uh, This is why people subscribe to the podcast, Chris. They need these advanced tips and tricks for life. It, it, yeah. I mean, if you, <laughs> if you guys have any life hacks you want to send our way, we can definitely use them. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah. So back on the Arkham games, um, Warner Brothers Montreal is a studio that made, I think, Arkham Origins, and they've been radio silent on Twitter for four years until yesterday. Oh, wow. uh, and they posted this new teaser uh, with the Batman symbol on like a like a big city uh, skyscraper, but every few seconds there's a glitchy frame, and it's got different mm-hmm. things in it. Um, what's funny is that this is was only posted two days before Sony's State of Play, which is like their own like little mini E3 they have every like, quarter where they announce mm-hmm. new games. So I'm thinking that we're gonna see a new Batman Arkham game or something in that universe uh, released possibly tomorrow or a trailer released tomorrow. Uh, unveiling that that that's what they've been working mm. on. Well, since they're flashing those logos over this kind of vintage '90s Bat logo, I wonder if maybe that's a hint of what the game could look like. Because I haven't played a whole lot of the Arkham games, but I, I'm familiar with the visual style. Like it's a very jacked, beefy Batman. His suit seems to have more of a tactical look, which nothing wrong with that. But uh, maybe they're gonna take a different visual direction if they're kind of trying to pay homage to this like. Um, that's almost well, like a Tim Burton Batman logo, it almost looks like to me. Well, so um, uh, Warner Brothers Montreal made um, Arkham Origins, which is technically a, a prequel to the other games. Um, mm. So I, I they may be making one that's not a continuation, but maybe set somewhere else. Yeah. Oh, uh, that'd be cool. Because uh, they're kind of like, they're not the main uh, mm. th- uh, company, which I think is like Rocksteady, because they use that, like you said, that Unreal Engine. That's all. Everything looks like it just had a nice shower on it, but there's not a cloud in the mm-hmm. sky. Got that nice glossy shine. So, um, mm. it looks like some people in the Twitter comments are uh, connecting the logos to different things, possibly Court of Owls, yeah. uh, Ghoul. So this will be interesting. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of things that are still untouched in there, and they've not had one in several years. I think you can get all. Four or all three main story games for like a really good discount on most platforms now. So, uh, and if you have a com- gaming computer, the Epic Game Store is giving them out for free right now. So, well, this sounds right up my alley because this is how I play video games. I wait until it's collected into a trilogy or a quadrilogy, and then I just buy the pack. Uh, just kind of like uh, Uncharted. So maybe I'll get around to these Batman games. Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe they'll be on uh, what's that? The Stadia for you, and you can just do it. That uh... way. <laughs> I mean, that's. It's not a jab at all. Um, but yeah, Batman game, possibly uh, something we'll be talking about next week in between either Batman's birthday and the Joker release. Uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths is a one of the biggest storylines to ever come out of DC comic books. Uh, very mm-hmm. on par with Marvel's Secret Wars. All these different universes kind of came together to, to, to fight this whatever crisis is. Um, but the CW is doing their own Crisis on Infinite Earth, a five-part crossover event this fall and they're adding more and more universes to this lineup that have existed before is the five part new is that like is that news uh because i think in the past they've uh it's kind of i feel like it's kind of rubber banded between maybe like a two part all the way up to a four part but i think this might be this might be brand new if it's gonna be five parts that's that's gonna be pretty beefy no i i think it's always been a five part for this one because this is the first one of the first ones to include black lightning in it so if you count Mm. all the shows arrow flash legends of tomorrow black lightning and supergirl um this is covers all five series right now um so this one, however, they're adding 
Uh, good old Tom Welling as Clark Kent from Smallville. Back, back. Is it Tom Welling? Right, that's the right one. I didn't watch Smallville. Um, <laughs> I did. I didn't either. But my uh, my wife was very excited when she saw this because she was a she was a Smallville fan. So she sent that to me. She was like, "Look at this! He's coming back!" And I was like, "Cool." <laughs> yeah. So um, they're gonna they're gonna be able to bring Smallville into this. I think they might touch the Lois and Clark story, but some of those actors are already in Supergirl. Um, you know, uh, which is also interesting that they're bringing back the Lois Lane from that show because the actress Erica Durance plays played Lois Lane in Smallville and she also plays Supergirl's mother in in Supergirl as well. <laughs> so they are, they're already well, paying her for one and they're just going to give her old costume back. And, well, there you go. Well, that's going to be lost on me when I'm watching the crossover. I'll be like, hey, why is that actress playing a, a different person? But uh, I'll have my wife there next to me to explain all of the Smallville references. So I will be educated. Yes. And then also the next big thing is that they're waiting for is to see if um, Lex Luthor from Smallville comes over because everyone you know, really enjoyed his character in the show. And they're like, Ooh, uh-huh. are they going to bring that Lex Luthor over? I'm like, I don't know. I don't know how they're going to mix all these shows together. Shows that existed well, dozens of years before this even was an idea. So, so they'll be dueling Lex Luthers. It makes me think, what's the pl- plural for uh Luther? Is it Luthi? Lex yeah. Luthi? <laughs> yeah. Or it's just Lex Luthors, but yeah, it's fine. It's fine. You say Thor. We can put Thor in here. You want to, it's, it's infinite earth. Uh, yeah, um, I don't think we ended up uh, talking about it on the show. I think it was last week, but they unveiled uh, the new suit that the Flash is going to be running around in next season, and they finally added the chin strap back to him. So I don't know um, if uh, people are out there caught up with the Flash, but the last season of the show, they took this chin strap off his costume, and it just doesn't look good. Like, that type of costume uh, needs a chin strap, so they're bringing the chin strap back, so... Another thing to look forward to of uh, the CW universe. Well, he's running so fast. How's it going to stay on his head without the chin strap? Exactly, Chris. Oh my physics. <laughs> it, it is. Uh, also, in in terms of this, um, I don't think that these are going to be one episode appearances. Uh, some of them have multiple episode um, counts for their characters, so they may show. Uh, the Superman may show up across different ones. I assume he will probably be older than we last saw him in like what twenty ten when the show ended. Um, the other thing I was going to say is um, the Erica Durance is not the only actor to have multiple roles. Uh, Tom Welling is going to be playing, of course, Harrison. Not Tom Welling. What's his name? The guy who plays uh, <laughs> oh, um, Harrison Wells. It's Tom something. Uh, uh, Tom. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's Tom something. He <laughs> plays Harrison Wells, who played like eight Harrison Wells from different universes in The Flash. We'll be playing Tom Cavanaugh. That's there his it name. is. We'll be playing multiple characters as well as Brandon Ruth being both the Adam and then the Superman from the Kingdom Come universe they debuted at. Uh, Man, it's gonna be it's gonna be bonkers. the The thing I love the most about these crossover episodes is how they have to do their best to stretch a TV budget. Even during the crossover episodes, I'm sure they get a slightly larger budget per episode in order to achieve what they want to do. But still, it's just a broadcast television uh, amount of gold, if you if you will. <laughs> so they have to stretch it the best they can. So I'm just I'm looking forward to the just the bonkersness, and uh, it'll be fun. We'll talk about it on the show. I'll get you to watch it. Yeah, I mean, it um, this. Is, this is wild. This is the last season of Arrow as well, so uh, mm-hmm. there's a lot of um, stuff at play here. It, I, I don't know. Is this when Arrow is ends is done? By is this like the well, last? Bit of I, Arrow, I think that's still. I think that's still a question. I don't know if they've re- released exactly how the last. Um, what is it? Eight episodes uh, or ten episodes? I know it's very short. I don't know yeah. if they've 
quite align that exactly, uh, but it will be close. If it doesn't end with the crossover exactly, it might be just that episode right after that. Okay, yeah, because I'm like, this has got to be real, real close to that because it's it's, it's wild. It's just, just wild. So, um, yeah, this five-part series uh, debuted this fall, and we'll uh, definitely come back and talk about how crazy this really is. The Birds of Prey movie, you know, and the fabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn, because I hate that title, uh, <laughs> is uh, give us a new title treatments here, a couple logos. We mentioned this uh, last week. This is only one of the logos here, but, like, again, all the letters have stuff in them. Baseball bat, diamond, a mask here. Uh, and then they're also shortening it down to B-O-P-H-Q with the H-Q written in, in Harley Quinn Inc. So... Uh, uh, they got to get there. They got to find their here. I'll go ahead and I'll fix the show notes because the reason they shorten this is because they need a hashtag. So that's the hashtag that they're probably going to run with, even though they should just run with birds of prey. Uh, cause that would just be the most obvious one. <laughs> yeah. The one that that's easiest to do here. I'm going to, uh, I forgot to, I thought this was all one big image here, Mike. So I'm going to, um, link you in here. The second one where they did the full title, which, you know, you can't, you can't put this on a on movie uh. theater marquee. No, this is gross. I don't like this at all. Like, I think it's clever that the designer was able to find a way to fit all of these different weapons and nods into letters. But like, it's just there's too much shit going on here. I don't. I don't like the writing. I don't like the, yeah. the quote unquote subtitle. Yeah, uh, pardon, pardon my French, but if I had to get even more uh, nerdy uh, into this subject, uh, if you look at the first logo, like this is just like a standard like Photoshop brush that they're using to draw the the HQ in pink, and then there's like this weird like fluttering of the pen at the the first mark of that H. It's just sloppy. I mean, there's no reason there's no reason for me to be this critical of this, but you put it in the show notes, so I'm gonna pick it apart. I'm still trying to figure <laughs> out what French you just said in that sentence because you opened up with pardon my French and I didn't hear a single thing. Well, I, well, you know. Go on. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> but I think, I think, I think the birds of prey, if they just had that by itself, it's fine. The, like you mentioned, the, someone had an apple pen and just wrote on this on the bottom of it, right below the, the fanciness. Like, that's what it looks like. Um, because it's not very pretty. It's just pink. And what's with the three diamond things? I don't get the three yeah. diamond things. I don't know. Maybe it's going to be the the, the MacGuffin characters? in the movie. It's going to be the MacGuffin in the movie. They have to find the three diamonds to save Harley Quinn. I don't know. <laughs> I think you're overthinking it, but yeah, yeah. There's there's a lot going on here with this, and uh, that'll be our next big connected movie at the at the end of or start of next year. Uh, Titans is uh, currently airing its second season on uh, the DC Universe streaming service, uh, and uh, some early leaks have shown that uh, the main character who started season one as Robin will be coming uh, again Nightwing by the end of, of this series at some point, and uh, it looks like a pretty good uh, live action Nightwing suit, you know, for for a blurry photo. Yeah, for a blurry photo with the the moist the most noise possible. See, the person on this phone did not have night mode on their new iPhone 11 Pro yet, so they couldn't uh, do the noise reduction. But uh, yeah, that's definitely a Nightwing costume. Yeah, I mean, I think it'll be good not to have multiple Robins running around who are not Robin at the end of it. But I've heard good things about the show and uh, the new you know Deathstroke and his kids and all this other fun stuff. Like season two looks like it's going to get wild with literally all the titans characters you know you can add in into a show and then they'll, they'll probably cancel it at the end of season two because they uh <laughs> that's what they do over there 
Star Wars, we talked about this at the top of the show. John Favreau is open to making another Star Wars Christmas special for Disney Plus. Have you <laughs> ever seen the original one? Um, I have never actually sat down and watched it from beginning to end, but I've seen at least half a dozen like analyzers of it. Like, so I've I've seen pretty much all of it by now. Um, I don't. It's like a it's a vestige of the past, if you will. Like these type of Christmas specials aren't really a thing anymore. Now, what people do do now is like Christmas episodes of TV shows. So the first thing that pops into my head is like Sabrina on Netflix, you know, had its normal like season run, right? And then it ended in like, um, I don't know. Well, it all came out at once, but it aired in October. And then when Christmas time ran around, uh, they put out one episode specifically like Christmas themed. So that's kind of what uh, people are doing now. The UK has been doing this for a while. You know, they have like Christmas specials of like Sherlock and I think also um, Doctor Who. Who, Yeah. Yeah. So I could see them doing something like that, but it's just like a variety. I don't need a variety hour (laughs) for Star Wars. And also it would have to be amazing because they have to redeem themselves if it was just shitty again it'd be like well what'd you expect <laughs> well i think it's one of those things like it's the charm of it. he said you know like he mentioned specifically the the animated scenes that featured the introduction of boba fett and uh-huh. and that character he said like that's the best part now i don't want chewbacca and carrie fisher or whoever ray singing some damn life song or whatever again <laughs> uh there are parts of that that are absolutely atrocious even for the 70s because it seemed like a very quickly put together cash grab but the boba fett stuff the animated stuff that even i think went on to kick off the droid series later on uh is is considered you know what some of the the better parts of this so if you want to do a christmas special that was like animated and kind of like you know uh i guess not 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 gesturing as far as robot chicken or the family guy star wars stuff but still like hey we're having fun with these characters um that's fine but i don't want the live action goofy uh, stuff that just makes you cringe when you watch it either. Like that's just I mean, if, atrocious. If if John Favreau likes the animated introduction of Boba Fett so much, I like the idea of him producing like an, an animated anthology series for Star Wars. That would be cool. Um, I, I have a feeling it would wreak havoc on the Star Wars lore though because they, they already have to retcon so much anyway. But uh, if anybody out there has seen the Animatrix, it's just a bunch of animated shorts and a bunch of different styles. Or if you've seen Love, Death, and Robots, same type of deal. I would love to see people do that with Star Wars. That would be amazing. Uh, I would definitely sign off on that, but I have a feeling that's not going to happen. But... Um, I'd be down for that, but Star Wars Christmas special. I wonder if that's going to be streaming on Disney Plus. <laughs> well, that's what he said. He's got to pitch it for Disney Plus. Is what he, what would he end up? He's like, I think he's going to pitch it for Disney Plus. Well, I mean the original one. Like, would the original one show up in their catalog? Because oh. I mean, they own they own it, right? <laughs> they, uh, yeah. they can. Uh, I worked at a company five years ago who well, the IT team gave everyone a, a burned copy of the show for Christmas on the desk <laughs> when he came in. Oh, um, that's great. Yeah. Now I'll tell you what. What if it's the? What if it takes you? You? you do you remember the forces of destiny stuff? Uh, the three, what is that? two to three minute sh- uh, clips featuring women of the the Star Wars universe. Uh, that yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, what if mm-hmm. they did this as like a something like that, like two to three minute things that are like totally unrelated, totally off the wall. You know, you're never having, you know, um, a, an example: Princess Leia meeting. Um, 
you know, young Anakin kind of thing. Like, you know, they just have these weird characters and it's, they merge it's, along with that. It's, it sounds like you're pitching the what-if idea to Star Wars, which I would be totally on board with. Uh, yeah. They should just run with this whole what-if idea. Like, hey, let's just make a bunch of content that we don't have to worry about fitting into our cinematic universes. We'll just put the word what-if in front of it. Yeah. I'm totally down for that. Well, I mean, I think that's what the Forces of Destiny did. I don't know. I've never really watch them but i mean if not it's no big deal but like they could definitely do like an anthology of animated stuff pretty easily and they should cross universe it what if uh uh, mike wazowski what if what if mike wazowski from monsters inc landed in tatooine what crazy hijinks would ensue okay okay all right yeah i don't sure why not let's let's go with it i'm still saying no but mike how about this how about this how about i pitch you a solo spinoff series again okay do I need no. do I need to break it down? <laughs> Who it is? Yeah, it's a Han uh, Solo spinoff series. Oh no! Uh, there's oh, a rumored no. spinoff series for Han Solo, the Solo a Star Wars story coming to Disney Plus, um, possibly in the next few years. That focuses not on Han Solo, but the Crimson Dawn and the other underworld criminal moments, including like the Darth Maul characters. Uh, well, that, that may be, might that might be more interesting. I think we we've seen all we've needed to see of Han Solo. We've seen his rise in the prequel movie. We've seen his glory in the original Star Wars, where we fell in love with him, and now we have seen his death. I feel like we have spl- explored like every aspect of Han Solo that is important. Yeah. So if you're going to spin off, yeah, you just got to do a totally different character. Like, I'm still totally down to see more, like, quote-unquote live-action Darth Maul, even though I'm sure a bunch of him on screen would just be uh, CG. Uh, But, yes, he's an interesting character, but I'm sure a lot of people like you would just say, well, if you want more of him, just watch the the Star Wars Rebel series, which I totally agree with. (laughs) Well, I think think maybe maybe not necessarily Darth Maul, but this is a good chance to bring back Amelia Clark's character from the Solo story, who we never see again, or never hear of again. Uh, without having to worry about where did Han Solo go all that time. Maybe he could show up in an episode or something here um, or there, but like, it's not like it's a focused on him. But if we had like uh, the underworld criminal stuff, like Darth Maul still the head, he, you don't see him every episode, but his presence is felt. And it could eventually tie into the Obi-Wan series, you know, somewhere along the way. Uh, it seems... It- it seems like the Disney Plus itis that we've been talking about with the Marvel shows is leaking into the Disney Plus shows. Like, yeah, sure, give all the Star Wars characters a spinoff show, just like all of the other comic book characters we've been talking about. Well, uh, but this isn't a character. Like, this isn't a character focused thing at all. This is just the underworld thing. Like, hey, remember that cool thing in Solo that we teased you with, but never touched on again? Let's follow up on that without having, like you said, to prequel itis Han Solo even more. Be like. What did, what was Han Solo doing all this time? They, they could even actually even bring in um, um, Lando Calrissian, uh, Donald Glover's version again to show up how he ended up going to Bespin and being the the manager of Cloud City or something like that. I don't know, but we don't so need I Han might... Solo. Yeah, I feel like I might be interested in more of like a long con type of situation here where instead of focusing specifically on like whatever the hell Crimson Dawn was, uh, just criminal underworld in general might be interesting. 
and then maybe have this criminal underworld develop and show up possibly in a future Star Wars movie or hell, maybe even the Mandalorian. So at least, you know, they're building something worthwhile, you know, with this series, because I mean, the biggest problem they've had with Star Wars in the last couple of years is just oversaturation of they just hit us too hard. And that's not even me saying that. I, I'm pretty sure Amy Pascal has said that they ran too hard with too many Star Wars properties. So uh, that'll probably be my opinion opinion on all future star wars rumors of just like oversaturation oversaturation um but i think i think if with disney plus though it's less of oversaturation because there are times when i watch a show on stream and i'm like man i wish the set was more of this sooner than later like again example umbrella academy i'm like i don't want to have to wait another year to watch more um so if, if it's a good show because the mandalorian looks good right i mean I think I think we both agree on that. If it's a good show, yes, movies I think can suffer from that um, oversaturation a lot easier, uh, especially because they. I guess the the the, the theatrical versions of Star Wars are more events, right? You get event fatigue rather than Star Wars fatigue, and and the shows are less event based. Like like, yep, it's here, go watch it, kind of thing, and, and move on. Yeah. I guess I can't imagine any memorable events for Cassie and Andor coming yeah. in the future. Yeah. I mean, I guess his death was pretty memorable, but I don't think that's going to make it into his show. Yeah, well, I mean, we can only hope, Mike. We can only hope. T- tell the story from his point of view. We're getting Rogue One again, but from his side. <laughs> Which is just pretty much the same the story. Same, this reused footage over. They, they really yeah. they really saved the budget on, on that <laughs> they show. Just gra- they just grabbed the deleted scenes from the Blu-ray. I'm like, hey, let's make a show around yeah. this. Well, that whole half and half that movie was reshot. Remember, like they were supposed to like live at the end, and then like, nah, they're all dying. But um, the idea is like Darth Darth Maul at the end of Solo, he is there, but and when he shows up in Rebels, he's been trapped in this like um, Jedi or Sith cave, like for for a little bit. So there's an opportunity here to move him from this rise of this Crimson Hand to to the other show. Um, which would flow his story along a little better. And then hopefully, like you said, we get the live action version of him getting killed by Obi-Wan Kenobi. <laughs> Cause that would be pretty, pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, in that regard though, shows that we'll never see on Disney plus new warriors is pretty much, um, failed to find a network and is no longer moving forward. No, that is, that is crazy because they filmed this thing, right? Yes. Uh, like, I don't know if they just filmed the pilot or if they filmed the entire first season. I would assume they filmed the first season. No, it's just the pilot. They didn't pick – no one picked it up. They didn't go along with the production of the series. Oh, no. I bet – man, Daily Motion seems to be the home for, like, leaked pilots. So maybe eventually it will show up on Daily Motion. But I got to watch this, man. Yeah, because the other show was um, Marvel's Most Wanted had a pilot they never released as well. Uh, this is the other one. A lot of executives, you know, praise this show, but Disney Plus and Hulu were like, "No, thank you." Um, from what I understand, is they passed, or maybe they just couldn't figure make it viable. But um, it looks like uh, New Warriors is an, another potential Marvel property that's just you Jeez, know been put at out the, the pasture. <laughs> At the very least, like throw it up on your on like uh, the uh, you know the Marvel YouTube channel or something. Like, let me watch it. Someone give it to uh, Ryan Reynolds. He'll leak it, and then it'll probably <laughs> get made into something in a few years. Man, this is fascinating. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to look into this a little bit more because I'm really curious how far they got along in the production process. Like, how many scripts were written? Because I I, I just find this amazing because usually. Marvel properties don't make it that far. Like, if a Marvel show, if they 
turn a camera on a Marvel property, usually we're going to get it. So the fact that this one failed is very curious to me. It makes me wonder if it's good, actually. You know, because if you're just hearing from, you know, some people that they praised it, I wonder if maybe if it's just a stinker and that's why nobody wanted to pick it up. My guess is the production cost would be outrageous to have what six to eight powered people and one of them you know control squirrels the whole time (laughs) maybe it maybe it fell into this kind of weird nebulous zone of like well obviously disney plus has the budget to make it if they wanted to but at the same time it's just not quite up to disney plus standards i could see it you know because it seemed like they made this for like a network right it seemed like they were thinking network show when they they first put this together any new disney plus show going forward for marvel from my understanding is owned by marvel studios marvel entertainment Uh which was making this will never make something for disney plus because it will never tie into the universe at large so i think that's what has happened to this um they can't put it on disney plus because it, it doesn't fit feige's vision for where the 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 universe will go but at the same time it's probably way too expensive for regular network television wow which is surprising because hulu seems like the perfect home for this throw it on right beside runaways for like a more funnier version of stuff to do yeah or or i'm surprised this didn't land on freeform this honestly seemed like a freeform show from the very beginning because i believe if we look back when these rumors started percolating and when this news broke i think it was right right around the time like cloak and dagger was coming out you know and freeform was rebranding so i was like oh this is probably going to end up being a freeform show especially with the type of age range of the characters and the actors so i'm just fascinated this is this is not a good sign for new mutants i know this is a tv show with a significantly smaller budget but if they're if they're open to just kind of like tossing this to a side this is not a good uh this is not a good sign for new mutants and what may or may not happen to that next year you know yeah i mean i think that'll still happen simply because the, you know there is marketing dollars behind it but like i i mean i forgot the freeform signed off on this back in april of 2017 for 10 mm-hmm. episodes and they only did the pilot so they were like, oh, well, we don't have room for it. So, I mean, it's just, I, I, I wish, like, I agree with you. I wish we could see what it is and then people could vote on if they want, like, you know, like, if you get enough views, maybe we'll turn it in, you know, put it back on. But, like, it's just sad that we don't even get to see what they look like. like the we're going to we're gonna have to set up a Google alert for New Warriors. Yeah. <laughs> see if it ever comes to light. God, I, this is where I really wish Reddit could pull all their powers together and and give us something to look at here. Yeah, stop saving aliens from Area 51. Uh, raid the Disney offices and get this pilot yeah, for us. Yeah, go to go to. Well, I mean, it's, it wouldn't be Disney; be Freeform. Go raid Freeform's offices and pull that that, that thing. No one's guarding yeah. Freeform. Nobody cares. <laughs> Yeah, just walk in. I saw, uh, you know how people say you can walk in anywhere if you're holding a clipboard? Um, I saw a video the other week where two dudes just carry a ladder, and that gets them literally into anywhere they want to go. If you just dress the same and you carry a ladder, people just assume you're there to fix something. So people, uh, put some hats on, put some work polos on, grab a ladder, and just walk into Freeform and get that pilot. Yeah, it's all about confidence, Mike. If you have that confidence, you know where you want to go with that ladder. They'll probably let you go. Just walk up to somebody that looks like they have seniority and say, oh, we're going to need that new Warriors pilot if you want us to fix yeah. this light bulb. This and just la- say it with confidence. <laughs> I will trade you this ladder for that new Warriors pilot right now, right here. Yeah. No taking This is a bets. solid ladder. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's, it's sad. But that's okay because Disney Plus does have some good quality shows coming out, including Loki starring Tom Hiddleston from, you know, all of his other times as Loki. 
Um, and he promises this show will answer the following two questions, Mike, that everyone wants to know. Mm-hmm. Is Loki still alive or dead at the end of in, uh, Infinity War, right? Mm-hmm. Or, and, where did he go with the Tesseract? <laughs> so the fact that the answer, it's going to be answered whether Loki is dead, uh, it makes me think he is dead. Because if he was still alive, I you know, it just undercuts everything that happened in Infinity yeah. War. If there was just, a five-year time jump. He would have popped out somewhere. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it makes me think if he's if he is dead, I don't think that they're going to end that show on a bummer of just showing his dead corpse, you know? And I would think if Loki... It, needs to narrate at least possibly part of this you know if that narration comes in the storytelling structure uh, maybe he's in like you know the afterlife you will maybe he's like palling around with odin in whatever however marvel wants to show um does it have a specific name because he probably didn't go to valhalla did he or maybe uh, he did since it was kind of a selfless act or did he just he, go he, to the well he would have died in battle so i assume so but if there was no valkyries to take him over there then would he have actually made it because that's the whole point. Well, the Valkyries take people to Valhalla. Maybe this will be our first chance to see uh, the personification of death in the show. You know, uh-huh. maybe maybe this is like maybe this is just literally Loki sitting down and like having a coffee like with death in the afterlife, and he's just like telling her of all the adventures that he went on. That actually would be really cool. That'd be a really really interesting storytelling mechanic. So I'm gonna pull for that. I want to see how they how they uh, bring death well, to life. In, in my thoughts, you've actually made me, made me think something. I think Loki, you know, was tied to the Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness kind of thing. Like, Loki stealing the Tesseract has caused another timeline to appear, right? All these different multiverses uh, before mm-hmm. they, they returned it. So that could be an opportunity where, you know, he's done something or, or put someone somewhere that's not supposed to be appearing later or, or being a villain. Um, but at the same time, like, maybe he helps lead into the Thor Love and Thunder a little bit. Maybe he's done something to ensure, you know, um, that there's a Thor or somebody later on in life. I, I don't know. Love and Thunder seems like it might open up the mythology a little bit more. Maybe he appears somewhere in there. And like like you said, Ooh. either like that. Maybe it's the maybe he goes and takes over Hela's spot as the leader of Hell a little bit. Yeah. Know, the leader of the dead. Uh, speaking of Thor, I, I just read online uh, that the reason uh, Fat Thor was wearing gloves through the whole movie was to hide the seam of his fat suit. I thought that was a pretty, a pretty, uh, uh, a pretty clever, practical way to be like, well, this is Marvel. We have billions of dollars. We could easily just smooth this seam in a computer. But then one of the Russo brothers just like, no, just put hobo gloves on him. We won't have to worry about this at all. So well, I mean, <laughs> look out shoot- for those hobo gloves. They were shooting that movie, what, four years before it even came out? So they were like, we don't uh-huh. know how we're going to solve this yet. But maybe the technology will get there. I don't know. Put the gloves on him. <laughs> we can always remove the gloves in the computer. Yeah. <laughs> Just put C- – that would be hilarious if uh, originally they filmed it with the gloves and then they're like, no, 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 we don't like the gloves. So they make like these CG rendered gl- hands that put on them. So the whole movie, uh, <laughs> Chris Hemsworth has these fake hands but like, no, 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 we want the gloves back. Put computer-generated gloves back on them. So, But they're just so good. They just look like they're real gloves. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean I can't, I can't wait for that, that technology there to – for just you know, I have my phone app that puts gloves on my hands that look like fat Thor's. So, uh, <laughs> so some nice augmented reality there. Also, I mean, this was in our notes because I couldn't find the article again. But the rumor is, and this is very, very sprinkle like this is this is so much salt on it, Mike. It's cured. That's how much salt is on this rumor. 
Oh, okay. That Keanu Reeves will be the villain in Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Uh, I'm not even putting this in there because I was just thinking about it, that he would play the character in Nightmare. Um, uh, so because Keanu Reeves is going through the, you know, like we saw the Keanu-sans right now, um, mm-hmm. being the John Wick, you know, the, the Baba Yaga, his, a villain but who is technically a good guy because he's a, a, an assassin killing assassins kind of thing, um, mm-hmm. that he would play a villain in that to like kind of give him a new role to play a little bit but i mean so it was, it was on a side i don't really trust that much so that's why i'm like okay co- coding this well, insult okay so everybody knows i love john wick i love keanu reeves you know I, I i love the stuff that keanu has put out into the world but he's a very specific type of actor just like the rock is like the rock and keanu reeves i would not look at them and call them amazing actors they're very they're very great entertainers and they have picked the right roles for themselves so i can't in my head stretch keanu into like different comic book roles so if keanu does end up in the mcu i hope they put him in in the perfect role for his type of acting he has a very specific has a very specific stage presence that they need to make sure that they match so um, if that rumor does have a lot of salt on it, uh, I'd be okay with that. Yeah, I mean, I don't see him being a villain. Uh, like you said, like he is when he when you see him on screen, he's playing Keanu Reeves. Like that that's what yeah. he is. I mean, he's just a cool dude. <laughs> but but I mean, he also got to think he you know, he was uh, in Bill and Ted's uh, movies, right? Where he was like the stoner mm-hmm. dude, but then he was also in Point Break and The Matrix. Uh, so he can do multiple things. But I mean, I'll always imagine him. You know, the guy from Speed staring out the front of the bus, making sure it doesn't go, you know, under 55 <laughs> the whole time. Um, the bus that couldn't slow down. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I don't think it'll be, but like, I, I'm not, I'm not love I'm not living for it, but I just want to toss that out there while we were spitballing on some of these, these other shows. The trailer for the Infinity Saga was uh, debuted by my Marvel. This isn't on their, their site because I think they have to fix an error in one of the frames. But um, <laughs> this mar- this trailer takes place. It literally, to me, again, spoilers, picks up from the defining final scenes of Endgame, right? Uh, the the final, I guess, credits of Endgame, and then tells retells the story of twenty three films because it starts with the hammer sound of Tony Stark making the thing, and it, it actually goes through the beat a little bit. I really I really enjoyed the cuts for that at the start of the trailer, but it touches every movie ever made in there, mm-hmm. and it's very very. If you've seen all the movies, you'll appreciate all the moments in it, is what I can say. And uh, I, I really enjoy this trailer because, um, you know, it shows all the movies. It starts with Iron Man, ends with the most recent Far From Home. So this was they... the this was the trailer that they played in Hall H at Comic Con, right? I think similar to it, yes. Yeah. So I, I when I was watching it, I was just imagining like being in a room with uh, uh, thousands of people, and they were all like freaking out because uh, <laughs> they're they're about to you know watch this amazing. Um, uh, this amazing panel. Uh, I think the craziest thing that you said is how much this box set might cost, yeah. which uh, blew me away a little bit. The rumored box set for all for the Infinity Saga, 23 movies, is is around $800. Now, no one has seen this or, or said anything of it. It's just, you know, that's the rumor. It'd be about $800, which comes out to what we said, Mike, $25 or $35 a movie if, if it's yeah. just straight movies. Uh, Which seems crazy to me because usually a box set you get value in buying the movie. So I can't imagine why anybody – unless this box is like literally amazing. Like the box itself is a collector's item, you know, and it would have to be cooler than the briefcase. You know, maybe it's like a golden gauntlet, you know, that somehow fits all of those movies inside of it. Which actually if I think about it, if the gauntlet was accurate size, it could easily fit, you know, all of those <laughs> movies in it. 
But uh, it seems like they're positioning this for the holiday season. So I would say one ninety nine, which you think is too low, well, uh, because it puts the movies at about five bucks each. Well, the Phase One box set is you know is it's the the fancy one in the case or whatever is still going for about one hundred and fifty to one hundred ninety nine dollars. So mm-hmm. to do all three phases, twenty three movies. I mean, I just don't think you know two hundred is feasible. Now, fi- how about this? We we split the difference. Call it about five hundred. Oh no, no, no! I I think the I think the best that they could hope is two ninety nine. Uh, I don't think they'll sell too many of these. But I mean, I'm, it doesn't even matter because I'm not going to buy it. Like I would yeah. never spend that much money, especially since I just paid for three years at Disney Plus, and within those three years, all of these movies will end up on the service anyway. You know, right. Right, exactly. I mean, I'm hoping, again, I talked about this, you know, we get the glove, right? The nice glove. And it's a cheaper version because it's just the digital code. So when you open the glove, all these little paper codes fall out with all the, the redeemable <laughs> codes that you just put in there. Um, I mean, I don't, I mean, I'm looking here right now just, just to say, I was in Best Buy earlier today, Mike, right? And they had the uh-huh. Steelbooks for all these movies and they're re-releasing older the Steelbooks. If you want to get the four movie collection Steelbook of the Avengers together, it's $150 for four movies. Um, which is completely ridiculous in my book. That's like, but that comes out to like thirty-five a piece, and you know that's you know me the physical one buying there. So if they had the physical four K Blu-rays, Mike, four K, right, completely right there, and a digital redemption code, do you think that raises the value? Uh, I suppose it does. I think what's really going to push this, I think two things push this thing. Uh, just a cool ass looking box set, like things that people really want on their shelf. Yeah. And then also exclusive bonus features, like yes. just stuff you're not going to see anywhere else. But also at the same time, those bonus features will be on YouTube within a week. Not in a, not on official sources, but they'll make it online eventually. Yeah. And this is, you know, I mean, we've already seen one with the, uh, the Nick Fury, uh, never before deleted scene in talking about spider-man and the mutants last week mm-hmm. um i mean i want to see how much it is but is it something that i would pay extra for rather than just you know wait around well, somewhere well whenever we figure out what the box is we will let you know on the yeah. show because i really want to know what the box is actually going to be yeah i i wanted like the, the what i hate i'm going to tell you this right now as a someone who collects my marvel movies physically right and and, and other ones mm-hmm. what i hate most about box sets are when it's a cheap plastic outside of the case and then they've just stacked the movies on like those little extra tall spindles in the middle where you like stack three on top of each other and you oh, have to take yeah. them out. I'm like, I want each movie to feel like its own thing rather than just we shoved it in this because we want it to fit on your shelf. Yeah, especially if you're going to charge me $800. <laughs> yeah, and I think that was – I think that may – again, that's not official price, but I think if that's if you went and buy every 4K movie right now, that's what it would cost you. So then, You know, in some parts of the country, $800 is a mortgage payment for people, so it yeah. better have love for each individual disc. Yeah, and if you haven't bought – I mean – the hardest part for me is like I already own all of them. Like, what what's the value of me from rebuying them? Like, do they have a trade in? Mm-hmm. Can I do some trade in? Can I just send in in my old movies and they send me, you know, some credit for this box set? Because, damn, son, damn. <laughs> but yes. Also, one of the favorite lines from uh, Age of Ultron is you know Vision saying the thing isn't beautiful just because it exists is in this during the Spider Man clips. By the way, just to let you know. Like, oh, we have to make sure we let people know Spider-Man's probably not going to be around any longer. But uh, here he is in our Infinity Saga trailer. (laughs) Speaking of Spider-Man Far From Home, alongside that, we get to see our first trailer for the upcoming Night Monkey movie. Uh, I'm kidding, but they did a Night Monkey trailer to promote Spider-Man on digital and upcoming home release, which is wild. 
It's pretty fun. They're having fun with it. I mean, I'm not, it's not too surprising. You know, Sony had fun with their Venom trailers, you know, when it was coming out. So at least they have some creative editors over there at Sony. Yeah. Was it uh, was it boyfriend Venom? Wasn't that the 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 Chinese thing they did for a while? <laughs> yeah, that was now weird. it's Night Monkey. That was Night really Monkey weird. meets Night Monkey meets boyfriend Venom. <laughs> yeah, and we talked about this. Like, it's not any new footage. It's just they took clips from. There's uh, a from yeah. Home. There's there's enough Night Monkey. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty pretty funny. Something I really enjoy, Mike, are pop vinyls. You know this. You know mm-hmm. this. I could probably sell all these and maybe buy that Infinity box set, you know, one. Day. <laughs> um, but however, Warner Brothers is starting to make a movie for Funko Pops, and I will tell you, I'm not thrilled about this idea. Um, mm, me neither. <laughs> but they have enlisted to to help persuade people. They've enlisted Oscar-nominated Pixar director and designer Teddy Newton, who's worked on The Incredibles and also before that The Iron Giant, which people uh-huh. enjoy. Uh, to work on the story with Mark Dindall, who's known for working... He's a Disney guy who worked on The Emperor's New Groove and some other movies. Well, I mean, I love all of those three movies that you just dropped, but in my opinion, Funko Pops do not have expressive eyes. And I'm just trying to imagine those fun, Funko Pops translating to the big screen because they have done animated shorts, yeah. and they're they're cute, they're fun, they're clever, but I don't. I've never really feel drawn to any of them. Have you seen any of the shorts that have oh. voice acting? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen, I've seen. A few, I think a couple of the Marvel ones use the the movie quotes from them. I think, but I've seen a couple. Oh, uh, okay. Ones. Yeah, but, I've I've only ever seen like the silent ones, like where the the toys don't talk. <laughs> yeah. So the thing is that I don't like about those is I can obviously from from being a marketing person tell that someone hired a third party company to make these quick videos, right? These cheap, uh-huh. like these are on par with Beast Wars from the '90s or reboot animation from television in the '90s, right? Someone cranked these out on Fiverr is what it looks like. Uh, <laughs> now, if Warner Brothers puts actual budget behind it and makes it cool and makes you know everything lived in, I think they could. They did it with Lego movie and Lego Batman, yeah, it, right? It's it's not impossible, but if somebody was to ask me my opinion, you know, that's you know that that's kind of where my head but, goes. Of like, uh, I just don't see but, it. <laughs> but there are literally dozens upon thousands of these pop vinyls and different variations. So, what is the story? What 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 actually matters here? Is it just the Lego movie retold? As like a generic <laughs> pop vinyl that nobody bought who he decides he is the special or something like that. Yeah. I, I don't know. I I definitely need more information. That is for sure. There's not enough to go off of here. But I love The Emperor's New Groove. It's my favorite uh, animated movie. Yeah. So it, it's there's some talent here, but is is the property enough to warrant a viewing? Now, I will say a uh, listener of the show, friend of mine, Patrick uh, Foster, he said that apparently there's a Funko uh, card game that's coming out or a board game. You play smaller versions of the figures and it's like a I don't know how it works, but he says that it is getting like universal praise for this Funko game. Oh, um, cool. Uh, which is interesting to me because right now all they have is like DC, I think Harry Potter. There might be a Golden Girls version like they're, they're choosing <laughs> very specific properties they can do this with to start. When I want to do Marvel, what I would love to do is actually be able to use my pop vinyls as the characters to play with rather than the ones that come with the game. Oh, smart. But I don't think they're going to do that. So <laughs> You're just going to have to play Monopoly and just throw out the shoe and use your pop vinyl. They have pop vinyl Monopoly, I think, somewhere as well. It's just, oh. <laughs> I'm, I just, I'm just not happy with it. But Anyway, pop vinyls. There, there's a bunch coming out this, uh, this fall if you're looking to get any, any Christmas gifts. Lastly, Jojo Rabbit, Taika Waititi's upcoming movie, where he plays Hitler himself, has taken home the People's Choice Award, the, the coveted <laughs> top award at the Toronto Film Festival uh, this week. 
it's it's just weird talking about Hitler on the podcast out of the context of Captain America. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so uh, Taika Waititi brings that to the show for you. Um, but yeah, we love Taika over here. So uh, crossing my fingers that uh, this is fun. Yeah. So other fun facts about the people who won the other movies that won this one recently include La La Land and Green Book, which both took home Best Picture awards at the Academy Awards, which doesn't mean anything unless, you know, they want to get people to watch it. But I mean, if it's got this much, uh, I guess, clout behind it already, you know, we may be seeing or hearing more of this, you know, upcoming award season early, early next year. So I'm a little more excited to see this than, uh, you know, some other movies this fall. So maybe they'll give me something good to see in (laughs) October. Take, (laughs) take that Akira. (laughs) He, he decided to make a Hitler movie instead. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, he didn't instead, but yes, I mean, he can do a Hitler movie. He can probably do uh, Akira, Mike. I mean, he can pull off Hitler and make people enjoy him. You know, that's new. <laughs> he could do anything. He can do anything, especially do the next Thor movie. Give Thor a fourth movie. Who else got a fourth movie? Not Captain America, not Iron Man, that's for sure. But Thor, he's our guy. Four more years of Thor. Uh, anyway, Mike, that's our show. Wrapping it up there on a good note. On a funny note, humorous note. But if people want to know what you're up to, where can they go see your Harry Potter comic you just threw up online and all that other fun stuff. Oh, well, I put it everywhere I can. Uh, so you can follow me at Mike Royer Design on Instagram and Twitter, and you can read that specific webcomic and all of my webcomics at pickledcomics.com. Chris, if people want to catch up with you, see what you're up to these days, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter, Valdan, V-A-L-D-A-N. But as I told Mike earlier, I wasn't really on there a lot this week, so... I missed his comic until he told me about it before the show started. Uh, you can also catch me on Instagram, Valdan87, or uh, head over to Comic UI um, and uh, do that. So yeah, that's that's it for me right now. Uh, Mike, if people want to know what we're up to, what we're doing, uh, when we're doing our next episode, uh, where can they find that at? Oh, it's so easy. All you got to do is visit SuperheroSlate.com. That's the best place to find all of our links and to get our awesome show notes. So if you want to see those trailers uh, for the Infinity Saga or the Night Monkey trailer or the links to those Birds of Play birds of prey <laughs> title cards uh we got all that in our show notes so go check that out at superheroslate.com you can find us on apple podcasts youtube spotify and anywhere else you listen to podcasts uh you can like us on facebook follow us on twitter and instagram and you can get merch at superheroslate.com slash store we love hearing from you we love it when you guys reach out uh thanks jim for uh linking us to that uh, animated series intro redone in the arkham style uh, love weird stuff like that. Really fun. Makes me want to go watch some more Red vs. Blue. Man, I've been out of the loop of that show forever. Uh, so I don't even know if I can even possibly catch up. But uh, we love hearing from you. Uh, we also love our super fans. So if you want to be a super fan of this show, it's very, very easy. All you got to do is share the show with a friend. Share the show with a buddy. And we will be here every week. And stay tuned as we count down the days until candy corn season is upon us. And then shortly after that, we'll talk about Joker. Yeah, shortly after. That's next month. Really early <laughs> next month. But uh mm-hmm. yeah, we're we're excited and we'll catch you guys next week. On the flippity bye. Thanks for listening and don't forget to subscribe. I'm like it's open dancing. Open, open. Da- Hey, you said uh, you should have been more specific with the word open. Yeah. <laughs>